When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On Disney Plus, discover the shocking true story. Less than 1% of people get addicted to Oxycontin. Of how one company's greed triggered the worst drug epidemic in American history. A pharma company is lying about their medication. Addiction rates are on the rise because of this drug. A new and exclusive original series from the executive producer of The Handmaid's Tale. These people trusted me. Can't believe how many of them are good now. Dope Sick, now streaming only on Disney Plus. 18 plus subscription required. T's and C's apply. Welcome everybody to Blood and Mud, the podcast that actually, well, the podcast has had its second jab today, Josh. Oh yeah. I can now go yeah. out and lick doorknobs and everything. Well, no, not yet. Yeah. I've got to wait a fortnight or something, haven't I, until that happens. But, <laughs> but after that, you're you're ready to roll. On disclaimer, the public health disclaimer, responsible person in my normal job. That is not true. I'm taking it very seriously and I'll be observing all social distancing rules from here on in. Caveat, As, caveat. Of course you are, yeah. As of course you would be and always were. I'm feeling okay though, but if about an hour into this I start shivering and collapse off my chair, then, <laughs> then we might have to turn it in for a bad job. But at the minute I'm feeling fine. Yeah, I mean, when did you have it? Cause... At two, three o'clock this afternoon-ish. And yeah, it's now eight it o'clock, about, five hours ago. I think it takes like six, seven hours for it to restart getting going. So it'll be done by the time you're... Well, really I had my first jab, it. true story, and I was actually, I was the manager on call in work, and we had a big civil emergency in January, and I had to Jesus. join Teams calls all night trying to deal with it, and I was the the social care rep on this call, and I was mm. on it till one in the morning, when we finally decided to turn it in for the night and regroup at seven in the morning, and I went to, and I had my jab that afternoon, and I've been sat where I'm sat now all night, and it was January, so it was cold. I went to bed and I did a full hour of like manic shivering. And oh. I can't work out whether it's a side effect of the jab or whether I'd sat and got freezing cold but not noticed because <laughs> the kind of adrenaline was pumping and my body yeah. reacted very, very badly. My wife's got yeah. me on like, um, she's like throwing hot water bottles at me and everything today. So the same thing doesn't happen. <laughs> so. so we need to keep you, just your body temperature right up. 
Keep warm, saying. yeah. When you see my hands yeah, yeah. start going, or my teeth chattering at any point, yeah. it's not because I'm just That's afraid just of my Lions 15 being mocked. It's because uh, I'm having funny effects. I just think, yeah, you know, we need to kind of really needle you and make sure you're really worked up so that you're, you know, effective. <laughs> Get the adrenaline going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about how Haskell's going to come in as media liaison for the Lions or something, repeatedly. Oh, and introduce ourselves. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm Lee. Hello, I'm Lee and I'm fully jabbed up. What about you, Josh? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm Josh. I'm not jabbed up yet. you got no but, jab. You you're know, too young. This month sometime, I would imagine. It should be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I should be sometime soon. Like well, April, I have heard April, that for most of April, they're rolling, out, they're rolling out second jabs. Oh, okay. Oh, well. May it is then. I but don't we'll know. We'll see. I'll get a call sometime. Plus, you'll have, lots of, already uh, had it. you'll have lots of antibodies anyway, won't you? Yeah, exactly. I don't know why I'm worried. I've already got the antibodies, so, you know. You don't look worried, or have it I? must be said. You don't look no. worried. <laughs> no. I've long since stopped particularly worrying about it. I well, I had a... There's a, point, a point where a human being can no longer worry about things. There I is, think. yeah. I yeah. reached that point June last year, something like that. Yeah. I think about by about sort of August, I was straight into just, uh, I've had enough now. I can't, <laughs> I, I physically can't worry about this anymore. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, you know. This is it's freeing in a way. So this weekend, I'm in Wales, Josh. This got really heavy, really. Early, didn't, didn't it go? It? I tell you what, deep. You know, yeah. Jesus. Don't worry, people. Don't yeah. know the song about that. Wasn't <laughs> it? Um, yeah. I'm in Wales. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're able to go places now, aren't you? I, I can literally go go anywhere in this great land. I could go to Pembrokeshire, Penarth, Prestatyn, anywhere. <laughs> All the peas. There's fuck all to do when I get there, but I can yeah. I can go there. Can't even get yeah. a cup of coffee when I arrive. But that's not a po- <laughs> that's not the point. And you can get takeaway stuff, can't you? Because my mate went to uh, went from Newport to like I can't one of the beaches. I think. Really? It might have it might have been Ogmore, but there's a, a pub basically that's doing service out a window. And so he, him and his missus went all the way to Oddmore just to get a fucking draft pint of decent beer for the first time since before Christmas. Well, I had to go to Chester for me jab today. Spoiler oh, yeah. alert. And yeah, there's a lot of restaurants selling like the equivalent of street food, which I think isn't mm. allowed. But it must be because they haven't been shut down. But it's, it's defeating the object a bit because lots of, I just suppose in England you can go out and hang around in sixes now, can't you? Yeah, in England, I think you can basically do anything. What if I mean, thirty to six thousand people all decide to hang around in sixes in one place? Exactly. Oh, this is what, what they haven't anyway. thought about. <laughs> what about you, Josh? Did you you can you can go out from today in the England? I can can't you? I can I can go and we've still got supposed to stay local, I think. But I'm supposed we're supposed to do something, I don't know, like we're allowed to meet outside or something. It's it's having very little impact on my day to day life, is what I'm saying. Is this we've said this to the house, haven't we? Yeah. We're indoor people. We're quite happy yeah. with it. <laughs> Until the weather gets nice, I don't think I'll really care. And it's going to get nice tomorrow, probably today, as you listeners are listening to it. It's meant to be yeah. effing boiling, like 22 yeah, degrees. Not, yeah, 22 fucking degrees. British I can't version wait. of boiling, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I've already had the vests on standby. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Have you got new season vests? That's what people oh, want yeah, to know. Yeah, I've got, the, I've got a Lions vest. I want to buy a Giltini's vest, but I need to... 
communicate with them about the sizings because I don't want to order something all the way from America and then it don't fit. No, that's true. Mm. So, Giltini, uh, if anybody works for the Giltinis and they're listening, they want to hit us up with some stash, though. Fucking I'm yeah, this is here, this is the I'm here to be a whore, and this is the free bit that everybody gets. So you, you yeah, might exactly. be listening if you're not a patron. <laughs> um, yeah, so did a bit of telly. Line of Duty started last week. That's silly now. I've never watched that, and judging by people's reaction to the new series, I I mean I might as well not bother. No. Your Honor, Your Honor, that I mentioned the other week. Oh yeah, how did uh, that pan out? Uh, got increasingly silly to a point at which mm. I was like, I can't watch this anymore. It started mm. off kind of moody and awkward, and then just got very silly. So that's that's gone. Tell you what isn't silly though. What isn't silly? The new Tina Turner documentary that's on Sky. Oh, I've watched that. Watched that last it's night. It's a lot. I watched that last Ooh, night. I was it's all a over lot. It. It's a lot. Answer me this, Josh. Apart from me and you, has anybody mm. that awkward been that sexy? <laughs> yeah, she's not conventionally sexy. Yeah, the sexiest and thing yet... you've ever seen when she's oh, on stage. Yeah. yeah, she's just got something. Yeah, awkward yet sexy, like and Simon Gagan. I mean, she's she. Yeah, she's conventional pigeonholing. You know, deciding she wants to be a fucking the queen of rock and roll in her forties. A black woman been in her forties, in the eighties, conquering yeah, yeah. the world. <laughs> yeah, and doing it by playing fucking, you know, rock and roll, and where she had previously been a sort of, you know, Motown, old school rhythm blues kind of girl. Madness. It, it, she's a, a genuine one-off and remarkable lady. Icon. Uh, yeah. Worth a watch, though. Two hours really of good, time well really spent. Really good documentary, that. Really enjoyed it. Uh, and then the final thing coming up next, because before I record again, can I just mm. make everybody aware that I'm more excited than I've ever been about anything. Well, not ever, but for a very long time. I think maybe the birth mm. of my kids is up there. But other than that, because Thursday, I've got a micro digger being delivered. So anytime over See. the Easter weekend, I can go out of my house and drive a real live digger around my garden. <laughs> uh, how micro are we talking here? It's the is one it ton a... micro digger. Because the mini nice. digger, which is a bit bigger, won't fit through my gate. So I'm having to get a micro digger. Yeah. Oh, See. The you stuff that dreams dream. are made of for us lads, isn't it? And I'm sorry to be gender norming, yeah. but this is the stuff that dreams are made of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I told you, you know, we discussed last week, there's that bloke who's having his garden, I don't know. Oh, you did say, into yeah. A, I don't know. Every time I walk past it, it looks worse. It started out as a perfectly normal garden with grass. <laughs> and now... Now it's now like he's, a Mad Max wasteland. Well, yeah, it's basically just covered in, like gravel and cinder blocks i'm just like you are you sure yes it's a good idea it's not a big garden but he's got you know a micro dumper worst episode of ground force ever (laughs) it is like ground force in reverse (laughs) yeah but he's got a couple of tracked micro dumpers you know the little fucking oh yeah that's proper he's got a little theme park it is basically although they make a lot of mess because he's using the the cycle path as a sort of way to get this di- these diggers on and off site, 
And I'll tell you what, make a lot of mess. If the local Facebook group not happy about it, I bet they're not. <laughs> they're not happy about it at all. So there you go. Yeah. That's what's that. What are you doing Easter weekend? Out good? Uh, uh, we've already established you don't do anything, but anything particular yeah, planned? Uh, probably go and see my in-laws outdoors on Good Friday. Uh, the rest of the weekend, I might finally get round to redecorating this room in what I podcast. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like a, a mere two years after I took a bit of skirting off the wall to start the job. And uh, yeah, I'll probably take the rest of the day doing off and then uh, and then probably just paint it all white. So, why not get in touch with us and tell us what you're doing come Easter yeah, weekend? Yeah, what are you doing with your Easter weekends? Some of you can do really exciting things now, like go places, and some of you can't. So, if you want to do that, I'm at Blood and Mud on Twitter. I can't emphasise enough that at Blood and Mud is me. So, don't write to me with general upsetness about the entire podcast, or particularly Josh. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not come, Josh's dad. Come to me. Come and to I, me. And, and I won't... And I won't I won't be chastising him. I won't be putting him straight. I won't be like grounding him for his behaviour and his timeline. None of that will be happening. It's just you know, it's just me. I mean, it just so happens that it will be. It will be on my file for my performance review. Yes, it will. But uh, but yeah, you know, beyond that, there's not a lot that's going to happen with it. You know, because I mean, it is coming up to review time. Skinny your teeth is, last yeah. year, so I you mean, know, just got through. So it was lucky that the season sort of. Paused when it did, really, because I feel like it really allowed me to spread my. If it wasn't for lockdown, you'd have been fucking out. Let me yeah, tell you. I would have been. And some random right in my messages would have been brought in. Who obviously knows more than you do. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's me, Ollie at bloodandmud.com. Yeah. Uh, and if you've got, you've got problems directly relating to me, uh, at Josh Gardner, uh, or indeed rocked underscore mag. How's that going? Uh, I sort of keep forgetting it exists, but when I forget it, exi- when I remember it exists, it's good. Good, good. Yeah. We're on Acast, we're on Apple and all that stuff. Yeah. We're also on patreon.com slash blood and mud. Thank you, everybody who believes that we are worthy uh, of a little bit of your hard earned to hear the, the entire podcast as we debuted last week. It's really nice to think to know that you all think that we are worth it. And thank you for those who have put it in. If you do want to become a member, you get the Indeed. entire podcast now. Um, if you're a patron, you if you're not, you don't. It's that simple. Also, if you are a... It is incredibly simple in that regard. <laughs> it is, isn't it, really? It's almost binary in the options that you're being given. Mm. Um, if you don't want to join, then you don't get all of it. But if you do, you get the entire pod. You get extra episodes we've recorded back there. You'll get ongoing extra episodes as and when we do them. You will also get access to the new secret, super secret Facebook group and the super secret questions. Shout out to the bloke mm. who's tried to join eight times without becoming a patron, and we've repelled him yeah. at each time. I, I admire him in a way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I particularly appreciate that there are only like what six options on the question. Yes, and he still tried to join at least a dozen times, and some. No, he's not So, you know, Never I, mean, right I respect a trier in that regard. But, yeah, it's uh So, yeah, so he- head over to patreon.com slash blood and mud. And I need to make the point as well. When you join, or if you've already joined and you don't know mm. this, you get a private RSS address, which from the Patreon yes. app, if you, if you click an overview and then click on get the RSS, it gives you an option 
It gives you an option to add a copy of the RSS and you can put it into your favorite podcast player. Or it actually gives you options to do you want to open it in one of these podcast players in the app. So you don't have to use a Patreon yes. app, which honestly is a little bit shit for listening to stuff on. So you can put it into Apple mm. Podcasts, you can put it into Acast, which you normally might be using. You can put it into a whole manner of uh, podcast players. So don't think you're going to be you're going to be knackered on that score. You can use you just get a new RSS. Yeah, it's a hell of a lot more straightforward than listening to it in the Patreon app. You know, Apple yeah. Podcasts or Podfollow or whatever you want to listen to it in. Yeah. Just so you can do that, and then you can jump in the Facebook group for chat. And honestly, it's a wonderful little society we've got going. Anyway, those people who've joined, thank you very much. You can join for two quid or pay 20 quid now, and it's completely out of the way for the year, which I think is a bargain. Yeah. And then it all... It's you, a set and forget, isn't it? It's just, whew, done. Yeah, done. 20 quid, done. I've worried about this anymore. Mm. Get me private RSS, go in the Facebook group, everyone's happy. Or you can go for the five quid, and I'd like to thank the numerous people that you've gone for the five quid option, and you get one of us having a go at doing a player bio for you. Mm-hmm. So deep breath, everybody, because we've had a number again this week. We'll rattle through them as quick as we can. Uh, starting off with me, I've got Rafael Eduardo Gil Figueroa. Hello there. I'll tell you what. Rafael, let me know how I that mean... accent was. I gave it my best shot. Um, Rafael Eduardo Gil Figueroa is an Argentinian stepping centre who played for Calvasano and managed to get three caps for Italy on residency in the Nick Mallet days. After his return to Argentina, he worked as a club lawyer for Los Jaguares and was kept busy mostly with Jaguardo-related behaviour lawsuits. As well. As well, he should have been. Oh, you just reminded me that Jaguardo sort of just... What's, what's he, he doing, doing with himself now? now? I know. Bless him. Let us know you're okay. Kicking around the house. Maybe he's hired a micro digger. That's how he keeps himself happy. (laughs) And it's Haguardo on a micro digger with those ladies that he used to drive around on his motorbike with. (laughs) You'd love to see it. Driving around some small town in Argentina, looking a bit fed up. (laughs) But he's still got to keep the party going. Occasionally lighting a flare and just staring at it. Letting it burn onto his hand and the pain somehow makes it better. Yeah. Oof. Let us know you're okay, Haguardo. Get in touch. So thank you, Raphael. Indeed. Uh, I'm up next. My yes. first one is Lex Ames. Uh, hardworking but limited flanker Lex uh, played for Colum- uh, Columbia Conquistadors RFC in the 90s. Uh, he went to two World Cups with the USA but played zero professional games in that time despite going on trial at eight different clubs in Europe. There you go. I've got Matt McKnight next. Matt is also from the USA. He's a USA 7 star with 378 oh, okay. appearances. Uh, because he doesn't pay very well, the 7s, he also runs an edibles business in Colorado where all Look. the flavours are variations of cheese. I'm into it. American cheese, though. Uh, yeah, less good. Still, you know, everybody's got to have a side hustle, haven't they? They do, especially in the USA in rugby. What are you oh, going to yeah. do? Big star. Uh, next. next up for me is uh, Leon, is it Shallon or Challon? Challon, I would say, an Callan, Irish name. Challon, yeah. Uh, classy operator. At <laughs> I like the way you try to sexy it up, though. Well, you know, you went, <laughs> you put, you'd done an accent, so I felt like I wanted to kind of add a little bit of judge to things. But uh, anyway, Leon's a classy operator at home at either centre berth, um, has pace and footwork to get through any gap but vision so poor that his partner in midfield usually has to point him in the direction with which to run. 
Thank you very much. Thank you, Leon. I've got Francis. It's either Woodyfield or Woodifield. Woodifield, I'd say. Woodifield, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, Francis yeah. Woodifield. Francis is tight head and treasurer of Claw Hammerington's RFC. Famously mm. strong on the pitch and in her challenging of club spend also as treasurer. She was because of this, she's referred to as the tight arse prop rather than the tight head prop. Until she heard That's about it. it and offered eight people outside for a fight simultaneously, and they all shat themselves and no one's ever said it again. Well, that's them told. It is. Next. Uh, next up, I've got Brad Sturrock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canadian loosehead Brad played 200 game for Van in the uh, early 2000s in France with a record of two tries scored, 47 yellow cards, eight reds, and a total of 38 weeks banned. Uh, he was nicknamed the Ontario Optician for his on-field behaviour. Beautiful. Brad Sturrock is absolutely a Canadian player's name. Though, 100% he is. Andy Payne is next. Thank you, Andy. Andy is cousin of ex-England man Tim. Mm-hmm. Andy is actually considered the best scrummager in his family despite, despite playing fullback. Well, you know... <laughs> Tim Payne, isn't it? It's a low bar, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, then. Uh, James Reese, weirdly, on a similar vein, uh, younger brother of Tom Reese, uh, blessed with similarly glass knees, um, but he's a much worse athlete than Tom, and that means he never actually got to find out that he had horrendously vulnerable knees uh, and, con- and such continues to enjoy a casual amateur touch rugby well into his 30s, blissfully unaware of the horror that would have awaited him if he'd been a good sportsman. <laughs> Is he a doctor now? No, it doesn't need to be. He's just taking it easy, you know? Good for him. Next up is Alex Jagnot. I've got him. I've got an international field to my stuff to Very, easy. very cosmopolitan. Alex Jagnot. Is that Jagnot? Like Penno, but Jagnot. Yeah. Let's say it. Let's say it I've equally pronounced both of them wrong. So, you know, that's fine. <laughs> um, Alex is a Frenchman who works in sales in Coventry. Managed to, had to fill a form in for Brexit and everything, poor bugger. Uh, and he plays outside half for Ghost Town Specials RFC at the weekends. Uh, he smokes while he's playing. And I mean that literally, he smokes while he's playing. <laughs> Old school. You love to see it though, don't you? Yeah. Not in that, you know, he's, he's a smoking player. Literally, he smokes no, no, while literally, he's playing. Literally, tab in hand. Yeah. Go. Beautiful. Thank you. I've d- I, I, I mean, I, I've done that playing various sports I don't think I ever did it playing rugby I've what definitely... sports have you done it, done it playing <laughs> I've got a vision you played American football in college I've with played, a fag sticking I've out your face card like, I've had like a kick around smoking <laughs> many occasions uh, I've played cricket smoking oh my yeah, that's fine yeah, cricket yeah. smoking it's easy yeah, yeah. surprise professionals don't to be honest they make you feel that uh, long leg, but you can smoke all day there. It doesn't exactly, fucking matter. Exactly. It doesn't matter. It, it depends on you. Basically, as long as you can hold the cigarette in your mouth and have your hands free when you need them, <laughs> it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Uh, okay, mine's next, actually, is yeah. uh, Ethan Banfield. Uh, Banger Banfield, Banfield, as he's known. Uh, never met a player he didn't want to run over and dominate physically. Um, unfortunately for five foot seven, eleven stone Ethan, uh, want and can are two very, very different things. We had a seven who played for our club. He was like, he was, like, he was just too small. <laughs> but honestly, in in the days, jackal technique, my word, and was actually yeah. stronger than he should have been. Do you know what I mean? He mm. had a bit of mighty mouse going on. But uh, mm. but yeah, there just, are still limitations to yeah. how much he can do there. Yeah. Next up for me is Tom Hopkins. 
Tom is second row for Abertillery. He tells tales of working down the mine to all that will listen, despite mm. despite every mine in the area closing by 1992 when Tom was three years old. <laughs> oh, you'll have to see it. Uh, finally, then, for me, is uh, Colin Graham. Colin's been dining out on the fact that he once scored a hat-trick playing opposite a Lamont uh, in a schools game when he was 15, um, but he never actually tells anyone that the Lamont he, he scored against was only Rory, so it doesn't really count. Um, finally, finally, everyone, we've got there. Finally, Malcolm Wilson is mine. Legendary player and even more legendary committee man for Skipton Wanderers in Yorkshire 5. Malcolm had 600 appearances on the flank for the club. He Oof. then moved upstairs and increased club revenue by 9,000% by allowing nameless contacts to store nameless things in the club annex for short periods of time. Look, I'm sure it's all above board. He managed to get Calvin Harris to play the end-of-season dinner after bumping into him at the airport on the way to a golf weekend in Torremolinos, such as his patter. Um, he recently, though, there was some confusion over some of the nameless stuff being mislaid, and he's actually currently missing. Look, you know... You live by the sword, you die by the sword. <laughs> you, de- you live by the nameless stuff, you die by the name. You go missing by the nameless stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, right then, that brings us to the end of the patron, of the VIP, and all that stuff. Thank you very much, everybody. Indeed. It's so lovely that you keep sending this stuff in, but I will it's be honest, easy. you challenge us for our creativity every week, as you can probably tell. So Yeah, when we got 12 in a week, that's a, <laughs> that's a big ask, sort of joke-wise, but you know. We'll keep doing it. We begin, Josh, as mm-hmm. we always begin with a player spotted, do we not? Absolutely. Where we ask you to send in. After my point last week of having a bit, been a bit low on the player spotted with the mm. world being locked down, I've had a, I've had a tidal wave of them Oof. coming in. You love to so see that, though. Take, the response from you like, never ceases to amaze me. Every time I ask you respond, I never take it for granted. Thank you very much. You and Carmichael gets in touch. He says, I li- on the Patreon messaging, he said, I lived in Hong Kong, and a few years back, my mum was visiting from the UK. Your mum's not a player, Ewan. Oh, no, I'm going to carry on. Sorry, sorry. Okay, good. We were in a taxi during a thunderstorm, and I noticed someone trying to run across the road in flip-flops, doing that thing where, you, where you're trying to go as fast as you can without falling on your arse. I recognised <laughs> him and made an involuntary, huh? Hmm. My mum asked, who's that? To which I responded, oh, that's ex-England England, England winger Tom Vandell. The look of befuddlement across her face was priceless. Turns out he was playing in the for the South China Tigers in the inaugural global rapid rugby season, which has now died a death. Oh fuck me, that got that thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's now died a death. Ewan says something I don't think COVID nineteen has been thanked enough for. Some things we wanted it to kill. <laughs> that was the one where they had the power the power play mega try silly thing. Yeah, it was all Yeah. It was quite mad. He also says, I once saw Josh Luzi in a Sunday market in Hong Kong a few years back, which is an anecdote. is more up your street, I imagine, but unfortunately that's all the detail that I have. It's, the, it's like Hong Kong, the Leamington Spa of, of East Asia in terms of spotting rugby players. I think it might be. I think a lot of... I mean, it strikes me as a sort of place where, as an ex-pro, you could probably go and earn a few quid coaching in some posh school or something. True story. I'm, I'm mm. sure I've told this before. I was made in Hong Kong. Really? I was. Yeah, my dad was in the army Fair out man. there. My mum was going, was out there with him. 
as his wife, so, obviously. So, well, not obviously. She might have got pregnant not being his wife, but she didn't. Were you not born there? Were you born there? Could no, you get mom Chinese in, citizenship? No, my mum insisted on, on coming home and my dad leaving the army because she wasn't going to want to bring yeah. me up on barracks and all that stuff. I mean, fair enough. Fair play to her. Yeah, indeed. It seems fair enough, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah, she was in a. The first time my mum left the country was to go to Hong Kong with me dad. It's a hell of a long way to go, isn't it? For your first trip abroad, isn't it? I get this right. Deal. True story. My mum turned seventeen on Wednesday. Yeah. And got married on Saturday. Things were different in them days, weren't they? Were. They were. I mean, it was only nineteen seventy-four. But yeah, things were different <laughs> in those days. Because they were in love, uh, and he was going to Hong Kong, and they couldn't bear to be without yeah. each other. Ah, oh, I mean, you know. Divorced at 26. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, unsurprisingly, <laughs> divorced at 26. Oh. Yeah, so Player Spotted, thank you, Ewan. Thank you, everybody else who sent it. And if you've got a Player Spotted, a player you spotted doing something mundane, then uh, mm. then you can send that into the Patreon messaging service if you're on that, or you can DM, or you can leave at bloodandmud.com. Oh, hell. Mm. Oh, I just realised something. You know when we were talking about Haguaro being all sort of... Retired and fed like, up. Like, retired yeah. and sad and stuff. Well, the, uh, what do you call it? The Superliga Americana de Rugby, which is like the South American kind of 16 competition. competition. Yeah. yeah. Um, has got a Haguaro's 15 in there. Oh. As part of the, along with Penarol and the Olympia Lions and Cobras Brazil. And the Cafeteros Pro, which is one of the teams in there. So, you know, you gone but not there. forgotten. Smaller yeah, stage. Maybe. Small yeah, stage for the, big, for the big man. But Probably has less uh, parachuting to do this time. But, you yeah, know. They're not splashing any no, budget on that, are they? No. So, thank you. Shall we do some news, Josh? That's probably, probably next, should, isn't it? We? What's been happening in the yeah. news? Well, World Rugby are about to fund two Pacific Island teams. Yeah. In Super Rugby. Who saw that coming? It turns out that if you make a documentary that shames the entire organisation enough, eventually... If you make uh, a documentary that shows the back of Brett Gosper's head, then he'll, yeah. he'll do anything to, to, to yeah. make people look, not look at it. So. Um, but yes, uh, undeniably, I think, a, a good thing a positive step for Pacific Island rugby and hopefully we'll start to sort of stem some of the tide of Pacific Island talent going out of the islands and having to sort of do all sorts of ridiculous things in order to play for their countries. So, yeah. Yeah, although, I'm, you know, I'm not seeing the detail. I'm a little bit worried because with it being <laughs> well. super rugby, they may like they could make them play in Antarctica or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there'll be a sting in the tail because there usually is in these sorts of things. But, uh, you know, for the time being, it seems like a positive step. You're all going to be based on an oil rig in a sea of plenty. <laughs> Bay of plenty. <laughs> about sea of plenty, I don't know what that'd be. I want to go there, but I don't, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, why not? Ultimately, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Let's, let's see what happens. It could be all right. It could be terrible, but it's better than doing nothing, I suppose, isn't it? Transfer and contract news, Josh. Mm. John Afoa has signed on for another year at Bristol. He's 38 now. Oh, he's going to keep milking ve- that cow while it's still, still willing to good. give him some milk. That's the thing. I'm oh, sorry, he's 37. He'll be 38 by the time. 
his deals up, but like he's still somehow really good, like genuinely very good. That's not supposed like you're not supposed to be thirty. You know, he's only two years younger than Adam Jones, who's been retired for ages. There's a kind of you know people win world's strongest man in the forties and stuff, don't they? And there's, there's a bit of yeah, that about that's it. true. Hmm. Don't move around much. Just be incredibly strong. Not that he does, yeah, he does move around. To be fair, he's not like. I think he moves around quite a bit, and he's like you know, he's still a bit of a baller. You know, he'll still throw crazy offloads here and there. And judging by a load of people I know, he's still ten years off peak Ironman age. Yeah, because obviously you become fucking obsessed with running that fucking pile of shite. Apparently, (laughs) when you hit about (laughs) forty-four for some reason. That's because you've got to demonstrate that you've still got it. People base their entire holidays around it, man. You know what I mean? I'm going away for a week so I can run around all day in Mallorca. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, the fact that we're going to have type 2 diabetes in our 50s, that's by the yeah. by. Yeah. You know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, so John Afoa is signing for Bristol. JJ Hanrahan is off to Claremont. Who saw that coming? Yeah, weird one, that. I suppose they just need somebody to... Back up. And will they call I mean, him Juju when he's there? Juju Hanrahan. Yeah. What are the Juju Hanrahan? Alex, I'm really <laughs> sorry. You're paying for this. Yeah. Paid good money for this. <laughs> to be insulted. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's uh, sure. Like, why not? He's de- definitely not going to be first choice there, is he? Let's be real. No, you wouldn't have thought so. And he's probably cheap by French standards, isn't he? I would imagine so. That's got to be part of it, surely. The Michelin man's found his salary in his other pants. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Quite. I don't mean literally the Michelin man. I mean the man who owns Michelin. the man who owns Michelin man. I don't imagine that when you go for a contract negotiation at Claremont, the Michelin man sat there silently with that manic grin on his face. Although that would add a a real edge to proceedings, wouldn't it? (laughs) Well, you wouldn't want to I argue mean, the details, would you, with him just, no, like, exactly. maniacally bearing down on you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a definite... It's a... It's a what you could... You know, it's a, a real aggressive move from that point of view. I don't know what you do with it. Yeah. You bring your agents. I'm going to bring my chief negotiator in. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone I like uh, Ghostbusters-related horror, because it looks a bit like him. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. What are we talking about now? Uh, Any more news? Have you got news? news? Uh, Darren Sweetnam's gone to join. uh, He's basically been sort of stolen by Ronan O'Gara and has been taken off to to the south of France, which, you know, is not the worst thing. Uh, He's joined La Rochelle, by the way, where Ronan O'Gara was coaching um, uh, on a three-month deal, which is not a massive vote of confidence, is it? No, I not mean, really. <laughs> I think he was out of contract at the end of the season, so they've basically gone. You're out. You're about the seventh choice here at Monster, mate. So would you like to go and? I've got a feeling that I'm on probation. Well, that's because you are. We're giving you a three month contract. We could. We could not have been clearer, really, that you are on probation. Uh, yeah, but he's only had six. Uh, he had three caps for Ireland uh, under Joe Schmidt in 2017. Uh, 92 caps for Munster, but he's only played six times this season or started six times for Munster this year. Um, so yeah, he's uh, I he's forgot joined. He was even there. 
Me too. <laughs> Have you ever looked at uh, Darren Sweetnam's Twitter? No. It's a really depressing place because it's literally just him retweeting uh, f- like posts from the local Toyota dealership that has him as an ambassador. <laughs> um, and that's about it. I love He's the, not a big I love social, those media, social media accounts that just, that just reek of, I have to do this. This is nothing <laughs> but a chore for me. Yeah, he's not even like he's not verified or anything like that. <laughs> D93 Sweets. Under 93 uh, followers. His, yeah, he's got 5,181 followers. Oh, which fair is ever, ever so slightly more than me. Let's put that in. Uh, his <laughs> most recent tweet was on March the 9th, actually. Uh, appears to be a, uh automated tweet saying, I just won a, day, a game of Sutwoku. Come on over and challenge me at sutwoku.io, hashtag Sudoku. Um, I think that was an auto-generated tweet. What's, uh, and what's, then before what, that... What's, what's Sudwoku? Is it like Sudoku, but with like... For woke people. With like woke people symbols, like <laughs> Black Lives Matter I fist. And... I don't know. Go to sutwoku.io, or maybe don't, because it might be some sort of weird phishing thing. I don't know. He's done. A, he's posted a lot. It automatically posts every time he wins a game of Sudoku. And he posted one on December the 30th, and then he won his next game of Sudoku on March the 7th, which is... So basically, he sat in alone, playing Sudoku, yeah. occasionally he's retweeting... He's not starting for months. He's not starting for months, Occasionally so retweeting like Toyota out of duty. Yeah, Macroom Motors, uh, the Toyota dealership. Uh, there he is, picking up his new Toyota CHR hybrid at the showroom. He looks really happy. Um Oh man! I well, mean, he's gone a, to La Rochelle. I mean, Britney's pretty brutal in the winter, but you know, there's something quite there's something quite bleak about the life of the sort of professional rugby player that isn't sort of big style international level. Yeah, because like, it's not even like you think. Well, at least I'm fucking loaded. Do you know what I mean? At least, yeah. <laughs> at least I could. You could do the Wayne Bridge thing and just sit in the reserves for years, like he did at City, just fucking creaming the money in <laughs> and just buying cars and going on yeah. big holidays or something. Exactly. Well, no, he's getting a Toyota CHR hybrid. On lease. On loan. On loan, yeah. And how much does that car cost? You have to sign all the scratches off on it before he, and then when he yeah, comes back, it's like, you've spilled some on this seat. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's 500 a 20, quid. That's a £25,000 car. New. <laughs> I mean, I don't get me wrong, free car's a free fucking car. I well, we don't play. know it's free. It's probably just a discounted yeah. lease. I'll knock your twenty percent off. I don't know. They've got the they've got this. They've got Macroom Motors or Macroom Motors on the side of it and everything. Mm. So I imagine that's probably a walking billboard. But still, it's it's a lot, isn't it? But that's the sort of that's the the existence that you have as a sort of successful but not quite successful enough professional rugby player. I guess you got to you got to. See, I'd, if I was him, I'd be doing can. loads of selfies of him looking wistful, looking out to sea and stuff, trying to sum up the ennui of the existence, you know? The on, yeah. The, the Sudwoku ennui <laughs> of the professional rugby player. <laughs> Sudwoku ennui. I'll write that down. <laughs> oh, it's just, yeah, I don't know why I just, I don't. See, I'd written down it. Michelin Man Negotiations as the title, and now I've decided to go for Sudwoku ennui. So. <laughs> It's just, I just, I can't. Like, what do these people do? 
most of the time. Like it's not like they're you know. At least he can go and have a he can go and have a good cycle foul. or something in in La Rochelle, can he or something? Oh yeah, definitely. Sure, there's a lot to do there, and you know, Wes will be getting nice these three months that he's there. It is Brittany though; it's not that warm there, is it? Yeah, it's coast. At least it's by the coast. It's probably warmer than it is in months. So's Rill. True. Should have made a late play for him. North Wales Crusaders. So's Western. You know, you're by the coast. Do you go down to Western Superman much? <laughs> I'm not allowed. You are not allowed. What about when you were allowed? <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, what else have we got in terms of playing news? Ian McKinley is retiring at 31. Yeah, or retiring again, you should say. Yes. And fair play to fair him. Fair play. Come back from losing an eye and carving out not only a successful professional rugby career, but somehow becoming an international. But even, even if it's Italy... It still speaks volumes. It's a hell of a lot. Well, we're quite a long way from playing international rugby for Italy, right so fair are. dues. Yeah. And we've got both our eyes working. Mm-hmm. So, no fair play to him. Indeed. What else have we got news wise here? Uh, Sexton and Byrne, Ross Byrne, that is, are both injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's another Byrne, isn't there? There's fucking Harry Byrne. Yeah. I'm I want to sure say that Harry. Is that wrong? In. Well, even if there isn't, they'll, they can just go to the lab and turn on the accelerate the growth button or something, yeah. can't they? And they'll, they'll go. They'll they'll go down into the sub 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 academy, <laughs> which is like which fourth is, level underground. Yeah, yeah. Like Retina the, display access a lot, and the eldritch prophets will uh, conjure up another sort of <laughs> faceless action man, privated outside after <laughs> you know play this weekend, and then they'll put him back in the vat. Yes. Cockless. Can you find me another cockless fly <laughs> half, please? To come and uh, for legal reasons. Why I'm do you sure shower in your underpants? Ex- <laughs> fly halves. Why are you showering your underpants? Never. Don't ask him any questions. That's none of your business. Stuart Lancaster. He's, play. He's not here to talk. See, nice guy, Stuart Lancaster. But what you don't know is he oversees a gigantic cloning operation. <laughs> That's why he's had so much success. He couldn't get away with that at Twickenham. There was too much oversight. <laughs> there was too much oversight, yeah. The PR people said, what are we supposed to do with this when somebody gets a photo of this? Because yeah. they will. Somebody will wander off on a tour in the wrong direction. It could have been me. It could easily have been me. <laughs> and they'll find a load of cockless android humanoid things about to come through the academy. I remember I went to Twickenham once for a thing just before the NFL was supposed to be there for the first time. And the people who worked at Twickenham weren't allowed to look at the Twickenham. Because you know the RFU's head offices are in are attached yeah. to Twickenham. But because the NFL technically owned Twickenham that week and they'd leased it, they weren't even you weren't even allowed to go down the concourse and have a little look at the pitch. But do you know what happened? Somebody from the RFU sneaked us in and we went and had a look at the pitch. Yes. So if that's the level of lack of security they've got, imagine if he had some sort of, you know, necromancy shit going on underneath in the bowels of fucking HQ. That wouldn't have lasted a week. <laughs> some kind of necromancy shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd love the lid to be peeled back and there's Stuart Lancaster's true face. We strafe him off and he's the goat of Mendez with an army of cockless, <laughs> cockless adolescents who kill his behest. You think, you know, he's, he puts a lovely sheen on it with all this team of 
us and you know photos you know pictures of fucking fans all over the ground and you know all of this sort of stuff but when he pulls back to it it's just dark shit and cockless fly-offs yeah he takes you to the other room where he's got the real Mm. posters up which just says death my work is not yet complete yeah you will all remember my name Right, sorry, what would we... Was anyway. That, was yeah. that McKin- no, <laughs> Sexton and Burner Injured, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of that game, uh, Ma Nonu seems quite unlikely to take part because uh, <laughs> he decided, for some reason, uh, on Toulon's side, by the way, uh, he decided to elbow Jean-Marc Dusan in the face over the weekend. And I know what you're thinking. Fuck me, I'd forgot Jean-Marc Dusan existed. <laughs> well, hands up if you forgot that he was even still playing. How old... He's got to be getting on a bit now because he was sort of marketed as the, the very, very, very brief saviour of Saint-André era France. Yes, he was. A yeah. long time ago. He was one of those classic I play 9 and 10 characters, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Uh, he's only 30. Uh, of course, really? famously made his Yeah, famously made his debut in the 2011 Rugby World Cup final coming on with five minutes to go. First player to ever make his test debut in a World Cup final. Never changed. And... Uh, yeah, and he managed to get 17 caps after that. Yeah, so that's Marnonu out. What else have we got here? Pro 14 mm. will remain on Premier Sports, Josh, for next year. Yes. After the fucking uh, arse fell out of the Sky deal for some reason. Maybe they looked well, at I it. Well, I imagine. Maybe they I looked was going to say, pro- maybe, <laughs> maybe somebody at Sky watched the Pro 14 final and went, we're not fucking paying for this. Is it a different Pro 14 we've bid for? No, it's this one. What's the Pro 16 then? Oh, this book, even worse. Jesus. I thought that South African teams in it. What do you mean that's a one-off? Why is it called the Rainbow Cup? What? Either way, we're not paying for this. Yeah. So, yeah, still on Premier Sports, which means I'll still have to I know, but to be fair, be fair to Premier Sports. You know, they are planning to film in Technicolor next year, aren't they? Yeah. And Panavision, you know. What they call high definition is really funny <laughs> versus what actual high definition is. Do you know what I loved about Premier Sports? I watched the final of the weekend at half time. It, um, it was Stephen Ferris and Alan Quinlan, oh, wasn't geez. it? Yeah. <laughs> what makes me laugh is when they finish speaking, Stephen Ferris looks at the camera and grins like an idiot. Like, and Alan Quinlan yeah, Alan stares off into the distance like he's contemplating who his next like maiming's going to be. Which was, to be fair to Alan Quinlan, was the stick that he always employed to great effect when he was in the sky. And he has to stand next to Ferris and listen to him. He probably don't want to look at him. Ferris, who literally comes out with absolute cobblers every time he opens his mouth. It's a hard-run thing to the worst pundit in rugby union. It's between him and Shane. But fucking hell, it's close. In other news, speaking mm. of, well, not pundits, but rugby coverage, uh, shuffling off to the great um, the great misogynistic bench in, well, not in the sky, but somewhere away from the television, is is uh, is John Inverdale. Yes. It, who knew that all we needed to do to get John Inverdale off our tellies was to put him in a job where he was legally not allowed to talk about England? I mean, I would have quite enjoyed just seeing him carry on, but with those restrictions on him. 
he can still present the Six Nations, but he's not allowed to talk about England in any way, shape or form. I mean, in some ways, he doesn't make editorial, does he? So, you know, he's no. obviously being told to ask certain things in his ear roll. There's a, there's a prod... There's a production meeting before where they agree what the run's going to be, don't they? And that's that's what he gets. So, you know, I don't have any sympathy for him, but, you know, sometimes it is a bit like that. And I just think he... I mean, he should have gone after the Bartley thing, shouldn't he? How did he keep his job after that? Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. And it's... I will not miss him. It's time for a root and branch fucking review, isn't it? And by Honestly, that, I mean, get rid of the fucking, fucking lot get of rid of everyone literally everyone they are the worst coverage going now the bbc yeah bbc are the worst and yet without you know for some reason every single time they do like a survey everybody says that they think the bbc's coverage is, is the that, it's best the, it's and a combination it's straight wrong it's a combination of the brand isn't it and the adverts yeah. the itv the adverts are a pain but itv's even with fucking lord bald on there ITV, at least yeah. he had some other, at least he had Alfonsi and, yeah. and Nolly Waterman and a few other people are quite way, interesting. way, way better than the BBCs now. The only thing that's actually worth sticking with on that BBC coverage is probably like fucking, I don't know, like uh, Warburton maybe. Warburton's probably worth sticking with. I, I don't mind Brian Moore as a, as a summariser. He tends to know Brian the Moore's laws. Right. He knows the laws. Gusket's he puts people right. right. No, I don't like Gusket. Can't be doing Gusket that. occasionally says something okay. That's my take on it. I just think if you're going to be that... a very low bar. I think if you're just going to be that awkward twat, you just need to be more entertaining doing it, really. Yeah, that's true. The Eamon Dunphy thing in the football, he was just there to be the awkward twat, wasn't he, and wind everyone up. I get it. Robbie Savage, I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. But yeah. Yeah, I like it. You, you, you know, if you are going to do that, you might as well be really fucking abrasive with it. Why not? Yeah. And quite florid, as yeah. opposed to quite languid. All right, I'm with, I'm with you then. Fuck us, get off. <laughs> Fuck them all up, apart from Sam. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Warburton's the only one. He's only good because... Fucking, he's had BT to actually kind of make indulge all that stuff. Pundit over the last couple of months. I went. Yeah. Jamie Roberts was on though. I mean, <sighs> I'm fascinated by the size of his head. His forehead is so large; it cast a shadow over his eyes. You couldn't see. It's like he had no eyes. I feel sorry for the way they've done yeah, the lighting. Done really. Work. He's a rare man that's got a hair tr- transplant and it's somehow made the sort of size of his fucking forehead look even bigger. I don't understand how it's happened, but it's happened. Yeah. Have you got any more news? Uh, have I? Um, no. Well, the English <laughs> government's giving the Premiership 88 million quid in loans, which I'm sure is very nice for them. A lot of rugby league people kicked off, and rugby league got about like threepence and a bag of teeth last year, yeah, as, as a grant from the government. Mm-hmm. But I look at it another way, and I think, well, actually, I think they've probably that just shows they don't need as much money to be solvent, which yeah. says actually something about the two sports. Really, I mean, rugby league is what it is, but I think it just spoke more to how rugby unions, the stark reality of how it's living, 
at the top level, yeah. top domestic it's level, be, is, is in, is in great relief, means. you know. Yeah. Yes. Right then, do we, uh, do we, are we done? I think we probably are, aren't we? Yeah. Done and done. So that was the news, you know what happens now, don't you? We have to say goodbye to our non-patrons right now as we Bye. head in to talk about the weekend and officially sanctioned Lions chat. Fuck yeah. On Disney Plus, discover the shocking true story. Less than 1% of people get addicted to Oxycontin. Of how one company's greed triggered the worst drug epidemic in American history. A pharma company is lying about their medication. Addiction rates are on the rise because of this drug. A new and exclusive original series from the executive producer of The Handmaid's Tale. These people trusted me. Can't believe how many of them are good now. Dope Sick, now streaming only on Disney Plus. 18 plus subscription required. T's and C's apply. Acast recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna, talking to people who stand up, speak out, or challenge us to think a little differently. It's about the greater good, families and children, respecting their own individuality. In the next couple of years, like I hope I never have to have conversations about racism ever again. Like, I just want to get to the stage where, you know, people are just people. Nobody's pooling the resources together and actually being able to show how much of an impact it will make when people do come together. Changemakers with Claire McKenna. Search for it now wherever you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to right now. At this point, we welcome back our non-patrons for the shit good ratings. Hi. I feel a little bit like I'm on Radio 4. They've just been to the shipping forecast, but it was like an hour-long shipping <laughs> forecast. Yeah, we, you've joined our viewers from BBC One. have joined yes. us now as we... <laughs> welcome back our Radio 4 FM listeners. <laughs> um, but obviously, welcome back, everybody. Hi. If you want the full podcast, you know what to do. So let's do shit good, shall we? What have we got here? Shit. Stuart Schiller gets in touch. He says, shit is people thinking any random player from the Premiership can fit into the Lions while simultaneously criticising guys with proven test experience as not good enough. That sounds like something specific that I don't understand. I mean, there was um, Ali Eakin on, uh, in the Harlequins Bristol oh, right. game um, suggested Danny Care for the Lions, which <laughs> uh, a notion so silly that... Ugamonia, who's on Cocoms, just didn't say anything. Just was absolutely <laughs> silent. I'll just let that hang in the air and let it <laughs> float like away. A like stench. a really bad, bad fart. <laughs> you know you've done it. Uh, I know you've done it, but neither of us will talk about it till the smell goes away. And then also, I guess people have been talking about Sam Simmons for the Lions as well, which, I mean, is quite disrespectful to yeah. the good number eights that have played in the Six Nations. <laughs> I'm still not utterly convinced either. No, no. I, I, I mean, I'm I mean, not saying he shouldn't get a squad place and maybe have a look, but I, I don't. I can understand why Jones is going. I'm not really sure. I don't think so. Well, you know. everybody forgets that the last time that England finished fifth in the Six Nations, Sam Simmons was starting at number eight. <laughs> yeah. What else? Another shit here. Yeah. Dan also Brook gets in touch and he says that shit is Pivax curtains. Honestly, absolutely. A curtain's so bad that he had to <laughs> set the record straight the day after. Did he? It what was, did he say? It, he said that they live in a rental house and what the I, curtains came with the house. What I love about it's it. It's not to their taste. But he's been here for years. 
This thing, I, I was thinking, has he moved re- a? You know, has he moved recently? And that's what you know. Did he move up from Plethley to Cardiff? Say, that's only I can understand. You know, well, they're terrible, terrible drapes. But I think they, I think they clearly moved him into a preserved 1980s show home it when he came over way, on the Hadley Parks estate, <laughs> thinking that it'll feel modern and homely to him because he's a Kiwi. Yeah. Because remember we watched so. that documentary when they showed t- Kiwi television from the 80s yeah. and it was like, this looks like 1972. Exactly. And maybe that's what they so, ever... And I'm not saying that's what New Zealand's like, but I think that's what people thought no, New Zealand was like. Maybe people think New Zealand is stuck in the 1970s. <laughs> or well, the 80s have gone, yeah, just give... Yeah. Does that show home on the Hadley have, Parks estates? Detached, Mock Tudor, everything's yeah, still oh, in place. Love that. Love that, that. That, that, that. Those like baskets of potpourri with loads of dust on them and everything. Yeah, just move him in that. Shape on carpets, he'll love it. We had to put a put fucking advertising pull up. When you text me and said, because I was writing, and when you text me and said, just said, look at fucking Pivot's curtains, I thought, shit, has he not had a, has he not had a, 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 a haircut in lockdown? lockdown. <laughs> I thought you had like big fucking 90s curtains. So when he, and that's, no, what it that was, was is that, more acceptable. I was a minute behind on the feed because I was doing mm. it off, writing off the computer feed and you were obviously watching mm. on the telly. So I saw this thing pop up and I thought, fucking hell, why is his hair grown? And then he come out, oh, those kind of curtains, right? <laughs> But the thing is, why could they not just have given... If they're going to send him a fucking silly board in the post, could they not just send him one big enough to, like... You know, it's already an awkward thing to send in the post. Could you not just send one that would actually have filled up the screen? Like it's supposed to? <laughs> Maybe he thought he would. Maybe he didn't yeah. drive it properly. Maybe he also, just pointed it at a, bla- a plain wall. What's he supposed to do with that now? Is that recyclable? You know, can you put that in with you? With your carport? Or the number of pull-ups that workplaces have, those pull-up things that are just, yeah. uh, just gathering dust have gone somewhere to die. It's just... <laughs> what else we got here that's uh, on the shit? I'm going to start with good here because it's a kind of shit point, honestly. But Phil Jones says, good is the Pro 14 proving me wrong and actually releasing the Rainbow Cup fixtures. He said, but shit is the actual Rainbow Cup fixtures. Honestly. Because most of them are Derby games, aren't they? For the first, the only ones that they've released so far, you know, bearing in mind the whole fucking USP of this Rainbow Cup tournament is, you know, the best of the Pro 14 going up against the best that South Africa's got to offer. And they've released the first three rounds worth of fixtures. And every single game is either a local derby or, if you're Scottish, a game against an Italian team. I mean, not, nothing says excitement like that, does it, really? Nothing at all. Nothing like, like the third or is it fourth iteration of Blues Ospreys this season. Cardiff Rugby Ospreys, thank you. No, they're still the Blues for the duration of the Rainbow Cup. Thank oh, you. are they? Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, for such a shite brand, it don't have stick, doesn't they? I'll be calling the blues forever just to wind people up more than anything else. But also because I've been doing it for 15 years now. I'm used to it. Martin Smith says that shit is that Peno cost his team two points and a man advantage by scoring a try. <laughs> you idiot, Alan. So, no, not Alan, that's your dad. Damian. He tried his best not to, though. He really did try. <laughs> Didn't he, he turn around of, and go, whoa, and then like yeah, he put, in, the, in the act of put, supporting himself to stop him falling on his face. He accidentally grounded the ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else we got here? Shit. Mary Williams gets in touch. Hello, Mary. She says, shit is the huge number of small business logos that will be on the Exeter kit. You will be early, barely be able to see the club crest. She said, but good 
is a huge number of logos on the Exeter kit. You will barely be able to see the club's crest. You should also notice that a lot of them are construction companies, and I wonder how the Exeter Chiefs Hotel is coming along. <laughs> yeah. Don't get a lot of blue chip sponsors, Exeter Chiefs. Wonder that. No. And yeah, yeah. a completely solvent. Odd, isn't it? Weird, yeah. Uh, Matt Merritt gets in touch. He says, shit, is Kate Rowan's story in the Telegraph about her treatment as a woman journalist in rugby? Have you seen this? Yeah. It's pretty fucking... Well, it's, fucking... it's grim, but completely yeah. unsurprising. Uh, yeah. Here's, here's a, an excerpt from it. Ultimately, there's an endemic fear of difference in some corners of rugby. A club may be doing lots to include women and minorities, but they don't know how to deal with them doing jobs which have been traditionally performed by white and usually public school-educated males. I've covered golf and tennis, and despite them having images as elitist sports, I've found them a lot less trying than rugby, where the pace of change in attitudes can be glacial. It's a tough like, read, actually. She's actually yeah. stepped out and said... To, she's admitted it, she didn't want to step out for ages. She was told not to, effectively. But she's come out now, and fair fucks to you, um, Kate, for doing that. Yeah, and I know and, we're and, white men, and it's funny for us to talk about it, but I didn't go to public school. I must make that point. And also, it's like it's not like she's talking about this going back to the fucking nineties or whatever. It's like the first time that she went to Twickenham. Twenty thirteen, did she say? Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. You know, less than ten years ago. And the thing is, right, we keep making the point that rugby's got some cultural stuff it has to deal with. And then people say it's because we hate the sport and are forever doing it down. And it's not because it's because we we fucking love it and we want it to be better and address this stuff and be and actually part of it is being honest about it and how many yeah. times are you going to get people coming out saying it was shit that happened to me I was treated this way by rugby players I think it's a problem with the culture and I'm not saying it's everybody who plays Christ I played and I don't think I was like that a lot of my friends played I don't think they're like that either but until we actually start admitting that this is something we might actually want to deal with it's amazing how they can quickly leap to an entire fucking independent root and branch super mega review after finishing fifth in a tournament. But when somebody comes out and says stuff like this and Ben Obano's documentary about this stuff, nobody yeah. then, there's, there's no gigantic, yeah, Jason Robinson comes out and says, nobody's fucking spoken to me. Yeah. And I'm a World Cup winning England captain, working class lad from Leeds of colour. And nobody from the RFU's wanted to speak to me. Nobody. It's yeah, just, you know, and I'm not saying it's just an England problem. I'm not saying that, you know, it's no. it's, it's everywhere, but it's... Um, but England is the largest and richest and most, you know... Well, they've got less ex union. the least excuse about doing something about it. Nobody's yeah, got any excuse about not doing something about it, by the way, but they've got the least excuses about it. And I just think that, you know, we fucking love this sport and I just think that that's why we want them to actually admit to this stuff and address it. And what are you going to do? Go to something like Kate Rowan and say, no, that's there isn't a problem. I'll just yeah. gaslight the fuck out of you and say that that's not how it is. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it's not just a RFU problem. It's clearly, no. it's a fucking, you know, it is a rugby journalists and media and players and agents, you know, fucking in that article talking about being quizzed about her knowledge of the breakdown law by an agent before she was like, he'd let her interview 
their client. It's fucking, you know. I'm, I'm laughing because it's, it's an incredulous it's fucking, laugh. It's fucking absurd. And it's just, it's, it's just, yeah. It's sad. It's, it shouldn't be this way. Rugby is supposed to be, you know, fucking inclusive. Rugby's not fucking oh. inclusive. Rugby's inclusive if you look and sound right. And people say and if you toe the line and fit in. Well, you're going to climb up on your moral high horse. You've got to, you're going to be perfect. I'm not perfect. I admit I've probably said some things I shouldn't have said in my past. Oh, yeah. I've had stuff pointed out to me relatively that that came across like that. I've gone, oh shit, sorry, I didn't realise. You know, and I've either deleted it or I've corrected it or I've apologised. Sometimes I see me arse and I, I argue a bit, but then reflect on it. And, yeah. And that's what we need to do, isn't it? Surely. I don't know. Yeah, and maybe instead of being defensive about it, you know, we need, you know, this is the thing. We are saying this because we like it. We love rugby. We love the sport. We don't want, we want rugby to be a, a true reflection of what it claims to be. Hmm. And, you know, the reason, the way that you do that is by not getting defensive when stuff like this is pointed out. But instead, just fucking allow change to happen and help change happen because I mean Jesus I can't fucking read much more of this no. you know it's too much and well you know I don't want to sound fucking I don't want to sound patronizing it's not for me to talk over Kate or anything like that but it's an incredibly brave thing that she's done in a position I've never found myself in same you know so fair dues yeah uh, even as a total fucking numpty outsider novice I've never you know in any of my interactions with anyone in rugby, I've never been treated in the way but that But I've she never has. found myself in a situation where speaking out might cost me something in the way that yeah, it has. And I'm, and, I'm, exactly. and I'm I'm hoping your editorial team's very supportive and that they've, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that's why it's out there. So anyway, you know, well done for bringing it out and speaking out and let's do something about it, for Christ's sake. Definitely. Or just at least admit there's something we need to do. Yeah. Should we move on to good? Have you got any shits? Um... Chris Ashton, nothing like showing your team, your old team, what they're missing, like getting red carded and then handing your new team a 60 point hammering as a result. Is that <laughs> funny though? And also, Ellis Genge and his weird fucking trying to start a fight with John Welsh and then showing his arse instantly. <laughs> I did, yeah, he, he did He did reverse quite quickly, didn't he? Yeah. I love the way everyone's just going, John Welsh is the hardest person probably in rugby. So yeah. it was Why a very wise thing that? that he did. <laughs> sort of thing, which I didn't know. I mean, I've seen John Welsh, but I didn't know that. It was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's, it, yeah. It's depressing how yeah. hard I like the way that he he, he, he thumbs his nose at the, a lot of what rugby is. That's what I like about Ellis Genge. Yeah, I don't like it that he seems to just be with... spiraling a bit in yes. this stuff at the minute. I think this is the thing. He's he's a welcome voice for that, but he's somewhat going too far that way at the moment. I think it's yeah, yeah. yeah. Should we move on to good? Yes. And box this off after a long one. Indeed. Rob Warlow gets into it. He says, good is Dulan deciding the counter-attack was on. She said, but shit is yeah. Dulan deciding the counter-attack was on. Yeah, depends who you're asking, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, Rod Hutchison says, good is our son realising his scheduled induction on Friday would have meant the, missing the Scotland game and deciding to arrive on Wednesday instead. And he sent a lovely photograph. Congratulations, Rod, and to your little son and to your 
partner, who I hope is doing well. And I hope you get some sleep. Indeed. Congratulations. That's wonderful news. Andrew Payne gets in touch. He says, good is France losing a game they didn't deserve to play anyway. Yes. Agreed. Justice. Um, Um, Jamie, Jamie Ritchie was fucking good. I would say. Wasn't he just? Absolute nightmare. That 79th minute penalty one, which put them back yeah. on the attack for God knows. Yeah. The phase play, though, was great. Anyway, we'll come to yeah, that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we've yeah. done that. But I'm sure some people commented on that. Uh, Matt Merritt says, Good is the RPA and Prem Rugby using red button extra channel games to give players colour commentary experience. It was great to hear the likes of Sean Brown getting a shot. He says, However, I pity whoever has to listen to Max Laheef, though. He's another one. Ugh, yeah. I've already, I'm already bored of that. Yeah. I'm already definitely bored of that. How did When that went viral, I was like, okay, let's have a look at this. And I was just like, okay. Uh, I know it's easy to, you know, criticise, so I will do. I thought he came across yeah. as a tit and it wasn't funny. <laughs> I did not think. You know, I thought it was funny. I realise it's glass houses with... and stone throwing problems here, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like I about a week, but like I'd sort of noticed that he was saying relatively off the wall things on Twitter while watching Bristol games while he was injured, and right. I started following him about a week before this happened, and then he did that, and then I just instantly unfollowed him after that because it was all I could see obvious. was him walking up to a group of women in a bar and doing that, thinking yeah. it was hilarious. There's a few too many people who've watched Alan Partridge and think that it's a substitute for a personality. <laughs> yes. Anyway, what have we got else we've got? Neil Webber gets in touch. He says, good was Semirandrandra again. Back from injury and doing things the rugby goal that humankind was not meant to understand. Yeah, Speaking of Alan Partridge. Very good. Yes, Neil. Again, just horrible. Just, what do you do? Adam Reese says, good as the motherfucking Mish. You get no arguments yeah. in this. Well, you, what you do from Josh, he doesn't want him in the team. I thought he's good, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't mean it's really Let's three. move on. <laughs> yeah. James Reese, no relation. Maybe they are, don't know. Says, good as the Welsh regions, I think. Do you think, Josh, are the Welsh regions good? Why not? The only, Dragons only win again this weekend. Dragons played this weekend and beat Edinburgh. Yeah, nobody else played. So, yeah, oh, good. T- Remember when we were saying about Edinburgh might be pushing through at some oh, point? They've had Another year, fucking team's really future we've murdered. Mike Hemming says, good is the Eddie Jones performance review. Has the potential to shock him into doing his job properly, but shit is the Eddie Jones performance review is likely just to blow smoke, smoke up his arse and do nothing. We will see. We'll see. Bradley Sturrock says, good, the kids start back to training on Wednesday. Come on, Bladen, under-16s. All yes. the lads and lasses gone doing the Bladen under-16s, as the song went. <laughs> Finally, Graeme Golvin says, good is the 20-odd phases by my team in France versus Scotland. I've never been more proud of our guts, determination and sheer bloody-mindedness. If that was the All Blacks or England playing with that composure, there would have been a lot of messy trousers in the rugby press. And also good Chris Harris, who fully justified his selection over Hugh Jones with a very Gatlandy performance. Backing up your position there, Josh. He likes a, he likes a niggly centre, doesn't he? Now, that's what I call Music 7 and a long podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Those of you who uh, are sort of listening to this who haven't paid for it and are yeah. wondering why this podcast is as long as it always used to be, 
Um, I just imagine how long it will be for the people who have paid for it. We've had um, we've had a really shit review for the first time in eight. Like a review, first review we've had in ages on Apple, a really shit one, saying uh, that all we do is moaning now. We don't even talk about rugby, so they're moving on. We do. We talk loads about rugby. It's just that you've got to you've got to pay twenty quid for the year to listen to yeah, it all. Yeah. Well, good luck to you, mates. Off you go. Indeed. Have fun. Happy trails. Speak to you all soon. Speak to you, Josh, soon. I'll let you hot micro digger update action next week. Oh yes. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. On Disney Plus, discover the shocking true story. Less than 1% of people get addicted to Oxycontin. Of how one company's greed triggered the worst drug epidemic in American history. A pharma company is lying about their medication. Addiction rates are on the rise because of this drug. A new and exclusive original series from the executive producer of The Handmaid's Tale. These people trusted me. Can't believe how many of them are good now. Dope Sick, now streaming only on Disney Plus. 18 plus subscription required. T's and C's apply. Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.